Yo, this is Conan. You're listening to World of Wrestling Podcast with Tax and Rich. Boom. Boom, indeed. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to the World of Wrestling Podcast. Let's put it on us. Hey, we're here. Yeah. to do it. Hello, sir. How are you? Uh, my name is Rich. I'm joined, as always, by Tax Williams. <laughs> you can tell we were a little bit late because you're even forgetting to introduce yourself. We had a little bit of a panic over the streaming stuff today, <laughs> but it's working well. We are live on YouTube every week at 5 p.m. on a Wednesday. And today we are doing DDT's oh, Dramatic Dream Team's April Fool 2018, which I am absolutely chuffed the bits we're doing. We've wanted to do DDT since we first started this. I'm so excited to actually sit down and watch a DDT show because obviously I've seen clips of it you've seen people wrestling brooms you've seen people wrestling children <laughs> yeah and i thought this is going to be right up our street for what we want to talk about which you know just don't get me wrong we like good wrestling yeah we like terrible wrestling absolutely but comedy wrestling is something that i bloody love comedy wrestling is right up there with my favorite parts of wrestling like yeah. i love a good story a longevity blah 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 like high spots crazy wrestling but there's nothing quite like comedy for me. <laughs> no, it's, it's it's a necessary part of a wrestling show. Even in sort of a two and a half hour show, which like April 4, 2018 was, there were parts where you had serious wrestling. There's parts where you had comedy. There's parts where you had more comedy. You part parts where, you know, you had homosexual undertones. Indeed. <laughs> more than just undertones. But yeah. <laughs> so um, before we get into this show, we have a little announcement to make, which I'm pretty chuffed about. We literally received the email, what, an hour, two hours yeah. ago? Um, we are going to be producing merch, as you may have already known by now. Um, it's not just that. Uh, our merch is going to be produced and sold by Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said Amazon. Yeah, that's... yeah. I mean, we're not going to be broadcasting on Prime anytime soon, but <laughs> they are going not. to be the creators and distributors of our merch. Well, we're doing the designs. They're yeah. just printing it for us and stuff, but they, they'll deal with everything. They'll deal with the postage. You could order one of our T-shirts on Amazon Prime. Oh, what's that what it's called? The no, order just, where you just, get it? Just, like I mean, you can do it Prime and you get it the next day. It's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> which, <laughs> which, even though it's our T-shirts, I'm going to order one just to get one on Prime. Oh, dude, it's not real until we've got T-shirts yeah. in our hands and it's actually happening. But sometimes, sometimes people take months to get these emails from Amazon going, oh, yeah, we'll do this for you or whatever. But I'll do like two days. So yeah. I think, as I said to you earlier, I think mentioning the fact that we've been to Wembley and we're going back, like, thank you, Progress. Yeah, Appreciate cheers, Progress. <laughs> you've, uh, you've helped us potentially make some money <laughs> out of this little pod. So we're going to obviously order some T-shirts ourselves, get the designs all set up and make sure we can actually take real photos of them and show you guys and all that sort of stuff. Uh, I said you guys, like a YouTuber. <laughs> I'm so cool. <laughs> we are on one of the YouTubes. Indeed. <laughs> um, but like, until we get them in our hands, we say we won't set properly sell them or anything. No, but... we'll, we'll have something on a future pod where you can see see the designs um, and I mean, us waxing, waxing lyrical all over our Amazon orders. At, at the very least, or well, I'm hoping by next week we'll be able yeah. to show this, but we don't know about turnaround time and stuff. So this is all an experiment. It's all new to us. Yeah. We, we did a lot of research in trying to find different companies to print the t-shirts and distribute them and all sorts of stuff, but we were going to do a shitload of legwork <laughs> <laughs> and not make very much money. So this way, the t-shirts can be a bit cheaper. We make a bit more money ourselves. Like the designs will hopefully be really high quality because it's Amazon printing them for us. Yeah. So yeah, look out for that. All right. We'll talk more about it next week, yeah. but that's all we're going into right now. So thanks, Amazon. Yeah. Thank you very much. You. Love um, you. And as a little tease from a selfish point of view, I may personally have a little announcement next week. Oh. Um, so uh, I was hoping it is would... it the thing I kind of know about. It is. Okay. Cool. Um, all right. I won't spoil it. Yeah. Well, one of the two. All right. This is the worst thing I've genuinely found about doing this podcast. Because people start talking to us, 
we find stuff out. Yeah. We get opportunities and we find stuff out. And I really want to talk about it, but we can't. <laughs> Not quite yet. No. Not, no. But um, it's huge. We, imagine if we broke that news right now. The world would fucking explode. <laughs> we'd become very famous. But we're good people. We're not cunts. Yeah. We're not doing this for fame or money necessarily. No, but... I mean, it would be nice. But like, the money, <laughs> yeah. I don't care about the fame. Yeah. Like, fuck that shit. But basically, you know, in, in the next... I mean, next week, hopefully, I'll be able to say one thing that uh, we're going to be involved with. And then after <laughs> that, we're going to have... I think we're going to be allowed to say something about it sooner than most people. You think? I think so. Based, okay. based on the discussions I've been having, I think we might not be the first people to announce it, but we're going to yeah. be pretty bloody close. Just cool as Ariel Hawani, man. Like, we'll break <laughs> yeah. all this news in the pro wrestling world. But on to what we're looking at today. Dave Meltzer, sorry. It's <laughs> a bit of reference. I'm just shit. Anyway, no, so I'd rather Hawani than Meltzer. Fuck me. We've got one other thing we could announce. Top of my list. Do you want to do that? Oh, uh, well, yeah. Go Following on. on from our success uh, for our Wrestle Kingdom show of the Super Quiz Cup, which is one of our most listened to episodes, I think. It's got a lot of hits, yeah, yeah. Um, we are going back into the inverted commas recording studio and we're going to be returning with the super quiz cup two two we are going to be recording this on sunday the 17th of march i don't know we haven't had discussion we're going to be doing cameras or it's just going to be audio yet but we'll talk about that in the after the pod you know we're doing cameras yeah i was going to announce it to everyone on the who's going to be competing yeah tomorrow but it's fine i'll announce it now we're going to be video this so it's going to be a whole thing it's going to have production it's going to have full game show levels of like ridiculousness and such excellent because i've already purchased confetti cannons for when i win again <laughs> streamers and confetti cannons and all sorts really upset the studios because i'm not clearing that up <laughs> trev's gonna be pissed <laughs> all right well let's get on to the show we've done plenty of announcements for today i think so we're doing ddt or dramatic dream teams april fool 2018 show so uh this was uh shot on the first of april april unsurprisingly april fool's day i've written january here that's why i paused for a second uh, you like, must have gone four one eighteen. goddamn oh, american that's exactly what i've done yeah of course so we're in Currican Hall, back to Currican Hall. We bloody love Currican Hall in this part. We've done a lot of shows here. I didn't deliberately pick it because it was Currican. I deli- I picked it because of the card and I thought there'd be enough comedy that yeah. it would suffice our need for ridiculousness with DDT. Different layout to what we've seen for other Currican Hall shows. Similar, like, but things cordoned off because they yeah. only had about a thousand people. Yeah, 972 okay. was the total, including uh, classic Simpson when we covered Stardom. Uh, an entrance way that falls over at some point during the show. Of course it does. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking brilliant. So as you say, the attendance, uh, 9... 972. 972, cool. But there's quite a lot of empty seats and bits of curtained off as well. Like yeah. The empty seats are on the hot, um, on the side of the hard camera, which is sensible. Yep. You know, you don't want to... booking. Don't want to highlight that too much, really. <laughs> but um, it's a big venue for someone like DDT to be running. Like DDT have been having a really good few years. Um, kind of after the exodus of Kenny and Ibushi, who went to New Japan, yeah, they they had a bit of a downturn. But like recently, it seems like they're coming up in the world. Like I keep seeing more and more about them. And again, they're having more um, more Western talent come onto the show, as we'll see um, as we go through this card as well. Yeah, which again I think helps the brand because obviously you've got people like Cabana, you've got people like Joey Ryan coming on. They're going to promote the, you know, through Joey Ryan being yeah. there is how I found out about DDT. Oh, well, actually, no, I tell you, like, it was Cabana on uh, Art of Wrestling. And oh, it was okay. like, I'm going out to do DDT, and then that's when I had a bit of a look into DDT. Nice, man. Like, what's your experience watching DDT? How much have you seen? Or? Uh, purely like odd clips of matches with spots or, well, mainly comedy shtick. Okay. Not, not, not even whole matches. This through. is your first broadcast? First oh, start to cool. finish, yeah. I've watched two or three DDT shows over the last, like, 
five years or so. I watched one from 2018 that was like their biggest show. It was in a big sumo hall. Yeah. And it was a big, big crowd for that. And I was really impressed by how many people they actually managed to get into this venue. And it, the show was absolutely amazing. There was There's things in DDT where guys will come to the ring they'll start to kind of almost wrestle but really just spend all the time talking at each other yeah and then they'll like go off and have a tea party in the back or something <laughs> yeah, and that'll be perfect. the match and then someone will fall over and accidentally get pinned and that's the end of the match you're like i love this promotion this is ridiculous and the, i think the sumo hall show you're talking about is yeah. the first big show after they had a buyout in 2017 i didn't know that yeah so they had a big buyout in 2017 that's what also led to dino becoming a producer as well i know it's like storyline ah. based leading up to it that dino won the right to be a producer of right, the show so okay. he's both like on screen and off screen producer yeah um but the fact they had this 2017 takeover means that there's a bit more money in ddt which is why they had the sumo hall which is why i think from the clips i've seen historically versus the production we saw um in april fall yeah it's getting better they've got a little bit more money to play with they've got a little bit more reputation to play with by the looks of things yeah absolutely it feels like they've still in their roots they're not like going outside of what they've always wanted to do yeah. like they've not become new japan overnight or anything but there's certainly some big strong style matches towards the end of the night but there's a shitload of like 90 minutes worth of comedy in this yeah, so absolutely, absolutely brilliant. excellent so if it if you are similar to me new to ddt um there are a number of championships that people can win go ahead so their main belt is the uh the kod yeah, king the of king of ddt yeah. that's, the uh, that's the open weight championship so that's their top title They've it's then open weight as well, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, interesting. They've then got the uh the KOD uh tag team championships. Okay. They've got the KOD six man tag championships. Nice. They've got the KOD ten man tag team championship. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> ten <laughs> man sort of five on five. Yep. Okay, excellent. They've got the Iron Man Heavyweight Championship, which is a comedic championship based on the WWE Hardcore title. 24-7 rules, gotta love it. They've then got the DDT Extreme title, which is defended exclusively in hardcore matches. And then the best championship of all, the King of Dark Championship. What's that? Ah, I'm so glad you didn't know about this. So this is uh, this was title was created by a chap called um, Surami Amon, um, and the champion is forced to wrestle exclusively on dark matches. Oh. <laughs> And this I was thing, thinking like dark, like like evil or something. Be no. like, no, before the show. And it's not actually given someone who wins a match. If you lose a match, as in like if you lose a title, you're then the dark champion. So you've got to wrestle in the dark match. Oh, so you don't get on the show anymore. <laughs> yeah. Fucking great. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. So when I read that, I thought, this is already right up my street. You get a championship for losing and you get relegated <laughs> to the dark in the pre-show. <laughs> that doesn't sum up DDT. I mean, it's so original. It's ridiculous. Based on my thing. in-ring career, I'm definitely the king of dark <laughs> champion. <laughs> so uh, this particular show was broadcast live on Samurai TV, who seem to broadcast every wrestling show we've ever done from Japan at this point yeah. apart from the big pay-per-views which probably on samurai tv anyway they seem to broadcast yeah. everything i mean someone someone's got a set-top box of this somewhere that we could just watch and rob ham to start download here somewhere. i feel i feel like it's the equivalent of like bbc one or something like the big show it's called samurai tv and it seems to broadcast everything yeah I, 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 it must be a, a huge challenge. Again, if anyone knows, you know, let us know in the comments. Let us know on Twitter. You know, I'm yeah. interested to see how big I, it is in Japan. I did a bit of research, but like, you know, that's the conclusion I came to at least. So, commentary tonight is by Harao Murata and Ken Suzuki, who are obviously speaking Japanese all night. So Not Kenzo Suzuki. No, <laughs> that'd be an interesting turn. <laughs> um, but. Uh, they make a pleasant sound, I guess is the best way to put it. They're not distracting or annoying in any way. They just seem to be having a nice time and enjoying the silliness the whole yeah. way through. Yeah, always compliments it. I mean, 
there's emotion at the end of each match when it needs to be. Yeah. Even though you can't understand what they're saying, because again, my Japanese is non-existent. I'm assuming yours is very much the, very similar. I've, I've come to the point where watching this show, like I'm determined to learn at least basic Japanese so that I can start to understand the basics of what's happening in the talking You segments. can tell you've got a few weeks off work. You're really trying to yeah. feel your <laughs> I'm a bit bored. <laughs> <laughs> watched a lot of wrestling. Smoked a lot of fucking weed. <laughs> like, don't, don't, don't do drugs. Anyway, carry on. Sorry. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I completely lost my train of thought now. DDT! Commentary! Uh, yeah, it, it, it was it complemented the product. Even if you're not understanding what they're saying, there's nothing that made you go, oh, that voice is annoying. It was yeah. like... It was general. It added to, added to it because when the parts which you're supposed to get excited, the commentators got excited. I wouldn't say there's any serious parts, but even the comedy bits, they're chuckling along. Yeah, they're having a good laugh, having a good time. That and the referees, bloody love it. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So DDT at times has been like top two, three promotions in Japan, yeah. which is surreal when you think about how strange the product is. But I'm I'm really chuffed for their success. Like, yeah, they found they found a niche and they're running with it. And for so, a country that's quite conservative, yeah, as is Japan, I know they like all their quirky game shows and they're they're, they're quite outgoing people yeah. when when they want to be. But for this to be sort of the top brand, one of the top brands, because obviously nothing's going to go over New Japan. I assume it's like Pro Wrestling Noah would be sort of second now potentially. I think um, it's between that and All Japan. All I guess. Japan, Noah, and Dragon Gate. I think yeah. are the competitors. Well, and DDT, I guess you include. There's like this very mixed thing just below New Japan. Yeah, it's kind of like America maybe ten years ago, where it was just WWE, and then there was a few other things kind yeah. of starting to come up be interesting to see who takes the kind of like bull by the horns as such and really kind of pushes that place into second and maybe competing with New Japan. Yeah, I mean, I don't think DDP will ever be able to compete with New Japan because it's a completely different Did topic. you say DDP? Sorry, yeah, D- <laughs> Bang! Sorry, I had to do it once. <laughs> Go on. We'll make sure so- we cover a show with DDP in it. <laughs> Sorry, earphone listeners, I shouldn't have said <laughs> Go on. But I don't think DDT will ever be able to compete with New Japan. No, uh, because of the the type of product that it is, but there's definitely a place for it. Like um, the name yeah, of the promotion, yeah. I always forget. Who are work, doing a show of progress? The box, um, Kaiju Big Battle. That's like Kaiju Big Battle. Yeah, there's a place for that where it'll always be a case of you'll always have that fans place is in my heart because I fucking <laughs> love that company. Yeah. It's so stupid. We should probably look at maybe going to that show. Uh, very very tempted. We will we'll talk later. Buy t-shirts. Get us to that show and we'll go interview people. It'll be great. Or yeah, or get us to interview people. Uh, mainly buy our shirts, but if you want to, if you want to see your wrestling show, let us know. We're not going to spend on Pepsi Max and drugs. Don't worry, <laughs> it's going to be fine. No, we're going to spend on cream soda and high value cheese. Yeah, so the cheese is the one. Yeah. <laughs> I even put it on our little list of things that we'll spend it on. But yeah. it's fine. So let's go to the show. So open uh, with a seemingly lovely jolly man in a suit with a mic in the ring, chuckling away already. Yeah, it's just being ridiculous right yeah. from the beginning. It shows us the DDT logo, which is a wrestling ring with you know the DDT across the three corners. Got yep. So this was the build-up to the first April Fool joke. Ah, of, is that of, what this of the is? Day. So, um, as you said, they're showing the DDT logo on the screen, and it's a, it's a newer logo. Ah. It's a new logo. They're trying to tease people in the crowd with this new logo. And basically, um, it then inspired the new a mascot to come out wearing, essentially, a Lucha-style mask as this logo on their head. Nice, nice. I mean, that is what happens. You know, a dude comes out in a, D- a mask with, that has the logo with the DDT around it. And it gets polite laughs from the audience. Yeah. Uh, this goes to do his one line, and the mic cuts out, and so you can't hear <laughs> yeah. him. And the guy who takes it back, and it's like, oh, it's very, very silly. But then uh, three lovely lads with belts are out to talk in the ring to talk. Um, assuming the trio's championships? Uh, yes. This is also leading up to the second joke. 
Okay. I've done a lot of research this week. I'd say you have, yeah. So the second joke is basically um, the guys on the microphone, which gets the laugh, they're saying like the DDT video guys who are preparing video packages um, were, were, were busy doing nothing in regards to their next video package. So when the screen goes black and there's nothing there, that's them basically going, that's what they've done for the for Better Mania, the video package. <laughs> okay. <laughs> which enough. is their next show on the 23rd of April. So they're like, they've done nothing for this. <laughs> Right. I was wondering absolutely ridiculous because it didn't make a lot of sense to someone who just doesn't Japanese there's just mayhem and their final joke of all of this um, they were like um, oh and there's a special um, go to Ihashi brochure on general sale just for today and it costs 150,000 yen which in today's currency conversion is 1,015 pounds and 50 pence right okay so that's a lot of money <laughs> yeah so they'd be like get the goat's get goat's brochure <laughs> Fair enough, <laughs> and that and that's why you got chuckles in this opening segment with the three trios champions. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool, nice. So uh, these guys fluff their line. They're meant to say something in unison that I think is <laughs> yeah. Tokyo Kuroken Stato. Like to start the show, yeah. but they fluff it and get a good laugh between each other. And it's very silly. And not even a worked attempt at cocking that up. They just balls that up good and proper. Absolutely. So we cut to an opening video package. A recent going ons in DDT. It just looks like utter madness. Yeah. Like I can't begin to explain what I saw. It was just you should watch some DDT if you're watching. This. Yeah, it was chaos. Yeah, just but, really, really surreal. But fun chaos. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, some of the footage from the DD show, DDT show I watched last. So you got a great Muta and stuff in yeah. the ring, which is pretty cool. Um, then there's a second introduction video, which runs down the card. The music for this is amazing. It. It's like this Japanese synthy metal stuff. I've written down the lyrics. Go, 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 get down. <laughs> yeah. Nailed awesome. it. All this, all this J-rock and J-pop and J-metal. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> Fucking A. So... Um, it's th- at this moment that when they start announcing all the matches that I hear these words, Gay Wrestling Summit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what? This 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 was the, like set up, I think, in match number four, wasn't it? There was the, uh, the, the Japan-US Gay Summit. That's the one. <laughs> I think it's meant to Sorry, be... So Gay Summit 2018 suggests yeah. it's going to be an annual thing. So it's the idea that we've got Japanese guys meeting gay... <laughs> Sorry, meeting gays. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> meeting Americans, and they're going to somehow discuss gay issues. Cause... Yeah, and that's why Ethan Page is there. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. So this dark match. Was the belt defended uh, in this no. dark match? Okay, cool. No. Between Rekka and... I'm going to fluff so many of these names. Um, I'll, Tomomitsu <laughs> Matsunaga. Nailed it. My Japanese is getting a bit better. I think that's I think that's on the board. I mean, if you're considering that better. Well, <laughs> mine's going to be even worse as we go through, which it doesn't bode well for future plans for me. <laughs> <laughs> Careful now. <laughs> so uh, the light's up in the arena and off we go. It's the three lads we just saw who were in the ring talking have come back out to do their entrance. Oh, it's fucking great. I absolutely love it. Um, so we're into a six-man tag team match of the faces of Koju Takeda, Kota Umeda, and Yuki U- Ueno. Uno. Uno? Yeah, there's an E in there, so I wonder yeah, if it's Ueno. I'm, I'm ignoring that. Okay, cool. Versus the heelish kind of stable of Kazu- K- wow, hello. Kusasada Higuchi, Koki Iwasaki, and Mizuki Watase. Watase, we've seen in another oh, show, I fucking think. Hell, I don't know, I can just barely pronounce those. <laughs> yeah. Have we? I'm, I'm pretty sure I've seen Watase before. Mm, I don't recognise the name, if I'm honest. Well, Higuchi, Iwasaki, and Watusi, as you said, are the heel, yeah. bad, heelish bad boys. Yeah, definitely. So we get streamers all around, uh, very typical of kind of like uh, an indie Japanese show. 
Um, holy shit, it's the screamy lady from Pride doing the introductions. She was on fire. Have you heard? Do you know who this woman yeah. is? Lene Hart. Yeah. yeah. So back in, if you don't know, back in the day of Pride, there used to be a woman be like, Hello, it is Kasuska Again, for headphone listeners, this is... <laughs> I, I went back a bit. I was <laughs> yeah. uh, But I can't believe she's here doing DDT introduction. I hear this voice, I'm like... This memory's flooding back. I see that from Vandalay Silver days. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Like the Pride is yeah. the greatest MMA promotion ever. I mean, if it was legit, let's just skip hey. over that. <laughs> it's a work, brother. Yeah, exactly. But I was absolutely chuffed to see that she was gamefully employed more yeah. than anything. So I got and, she, and, and she hasn't lost a step, has she? No, nah, she's all in. She's fucking brilliant. I love her so much. Her voice is incredible. So, um, reasonably obvious from their gear and, entr- gear and entrances, who is the heel and face here, which I appreciated being yep. an outsider watching this. It's, again, sensible idea for the outside. As you said, outsider, it, it makes sense. It's yeah. sensible booking. They know they may have a new audience. Currican Hall, again, bigger venue for them. Yeah. People might just come along. I've heard of DDT, and they want to know who's the good guys, who's well, the bad guys. Idiots that us choose to watch this show because it's got Americans and Canadians we know yeah. of. And kind of Japanese guys we know, like Erie and stuff, who's done tours of the UK yeah. and such. Like, Yeah, I mean... This seems like a highlighting show for them almost because yeah. all these guys seem to be young lions, like yeah. young boys. Side note for Erie, before because I will forget later, um, where he's been in the UK recently, he's been doing um, shots for like Progress and PCW. Yeah. He recently filmed a fun video of him just running down the street and he tripped over a lamppost. <laughs> it was Why amazing, not, mate? Absolutely amazing. <laughs> so um, I did have a look on Cage Match to try and work out who was who and try and some interesting details and such. All these guys are in their twenties. Yeah, the as you said, this is very much like young boys out of the out of the dojo, ready to go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the fact they've won the belts as well, but I think these the I got the impression through what I was looking at the the team they're facing were the former champs as well of the trio spells. Oh, okay, cool, nice, nice, awesome. And potentially. And again, I couldn't. Again, I was using like a Google Translate thing, so it didn't come across brilliantly. Because obviously, not many people reviewed these shows. Yeah, I get the impression they were part of the same faction. Oh, okay. Which is why there wasn't as much heelish tactics. I, I'm potentially reading between the lines and bad Google Translate. But I get the impression they used to be of the same faction. Ah, oh, that would make a lot of sense because yeah. they they didn't come across as very very heelish at any times. The heels. No, there are a couple of tricks and as you'd expect from the yeah. dast- not dastly heels, but a case of all oh, we need to get a little bit one over the good guys. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's some crazy kick exchanges in this match where they're just like, fucking ow, every time I see this. I expected silly, playful, crazy storylines. I didn't expect to see six dudes kicking the shit out of each other in the first match. No, this is what I expected because uh, I'd always assumed DDC was, right, this is going to be comedy promotion start to finish. But this was like virgin on proper strong style stuff, yeah, wasn't it? Absolutely. It really was. I think it's um, six dudes looking to make a point almost. Yeah. Know? So uh, there's quite a lot of no-selling, head-droppy, stiff-as-fuck wrestling during this match. Uh, Kota Umeda, who I think it's him at least, is the lad in the purple trunks. Yep. Okay, good. Is a stiff little fucker. It's all I've written down here because he is just beating the crap out of people. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't care, and also doesn't sell much. No, there was lots of no selling in this match. Yeah. It was very much like like when you see the young lions and they 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 like they put the guy in the the Boston crab, and then the veteran will come along and chop their chest, and they'll be like, I'm not letting go. It was lots yeah. of that sort of stuff in this, and you can see that it's uh, it's um it's a stylistic thing, I guess, with young boys. I also loved when they were doing the Boston one was doing the Boston crab, the knee 
pushing into the lower back has bent him over. Oh my, that's it's just those little touches. And I think, yeah, this really isn't comedy. Cool. You're just being a nasty bastard. Like lion tamer, but in the middle of the spine, yeah. like, oh, horrible. So uh, we get a cross-legged fisherman buster by the lad in purple. <laughs> I can't remember who he Umeida. was. That's the one. For the one, two, three, have you got a name for this movie? Uh, it's called the uh, Umeda Driver. There you go. Nice and simple. Which I think basically is anyone who's translated just goes, oh, it's the something driver yeah of course so our face team of um yeah the faces <laughs> i'm not gonna try and pronounce those names again uh, i've written fun entertaining but uh, a bit used to what i'm seeing with japanese wrestling yeah nothing that stands out like i hoped from ddt it know? was opening match quite strong styley other yeah. interesting thing about this match is that this was actually a non-title match okay because apparently the champions hadn't decided who they're going to defend their titles against oh, they get to decide do they <laughs> they do and their, their yeah. first title defense was going to be at the next show on the 23rd so this better mania okay they're awesome. going to on the 23rd so um yeah should we move on to the next yeah match? yeah so we've got gota ihashi ahashi yeah yeah five match series and this is the first of those matches apparently beautiful yellow trunks it was like hogan of japan the soggy fat dude trunks <laughs> yeah <laughs> <That's> terrible <laughs> loved it i've seen this guy wrestle a few times and i've seen him wrestle kind of silly funny style matches yeah. so to see him come out in this big strong style match against koji kanemoto it's like Oh shit! We saw him last week. He kicked the shit out of people with that yeah. Super Jacob, and he and he didn't hold back here either. No, not at all. So returning for the second numbered pod in a row is Koji Kanemoto. <laughs> did you know Koji Kanemoto was Tiger Mask number three? I did not know that. I didn't either. That's why I didn't mention it on the Super Quiz Club. Uh. <laughs> Super Pod <laughs> Jacob. So yeah, so he was the Tiger Mask three. I've got a little quote from Wiki here, where it says, uh, "New Japan's Koji Kanemoto became the third Tiger Mask in March 1992." but was unsuccessful due to the dominance of Jushin Thunder Liger. Kanemoto was never able to win titles as Tiger Mask and eventually lost the mask in a mask versus mask match. I said mask a lot in that sentence. Uh, versus Liger in January 1994. And so it's like he was given the title of Tiger Mask after the first two Tiger Masks, yeah. which are the best two. And they kind of went, eh, we've got Liger. He's got a better mask than you. <laughs> Almost. You feel sorry for the lad. And also, have you seen this guy? amazing. Have you seen this guy Tiger's mask? Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if you don't understand Tiger's mask, go back and look at the Super J Cup episode. Absolutely. Available on worldofwrestlingpodcast.com. Go have a look. And amazon.co.uk. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. <but> maybe one day. <laughs> so, um, awesome generic music for Gota. Just like terrible J-pop stuff. Like, yeah. it's hilarious, but it is what it is. So, uh, I've written a description here to those of you that haven't ever seen this guy wrestle gota is a short fat lad with a bright yellow shirt and saggy yellow trunks with red knee pads hogan colors <laughs> like yeah, yeah i think that's pretty accurate hang on that must have been my first training match you were watching <laughs> gota's shoulders barely reach the top turnbuckle like he is tiny but really fat he's he basically looks like a warhammer dwarf yeah doesn't he he's big he's bold he's gonna kill you but give him a beard and an axe yeah. and like i'm totally in man like i mean vince would book him like that you need to grow a beard <laughs> <laughs> so um koji kanemoto comes out and gets very little reception from the fans like they're not they i know they're respectful and quite quiet japanese fans especially in like places like kurikan where they understand what's happening and yeah shit. but i expected a bit more of a pop for this kind of legendary guy who's been tiger mask and has been kicking the shit out of people for like 20 30 years you know yeah but is he gonna grind anyone what do you mean? Where is he going to get? Oh, <laughs> that kind of grinding. Yeah. Sexy grinding. If he's going to do sexy grinding, they might be interesting. But it's a bit of a case of, oh, this guy beats the tar out of people. Yeah. That's not what we're here for. I'm surprised he's not like a guy in New Japan. He must have burnt his bridges or something. Yeah. The the way he wrestles fits perfectly with what they need. And just to elevate, even if it's to work through like the Young Lions yeah, as well. exactly. It'd be ideal for them to learn. 
Oh well. So um, this is ten years since his appearance in the Super J Cup, uh, and he looks almost as good as he did back then. I thought. Yeah, he hasn't aged a day again. He looks a little older, a little saggier, you know, but he's still him. got the speed, the strikes. The he's a yeah. fucking prick, basically. Yeah, he's, he's not as noticeably ex- identical as Abushi is. Yeah, but yeah, you'd be able he's to pick this guy though. up. No, <laughs> definitely not. So uh, handshakes to start off with, but hmm, Koji lifts his hand and offers it again, and Gota slaps it away like, no, I'm not slapping your hand, we will fight! (laughs) Uh, Stiff slaps and kicks by Koji. Koji is 52 years old during this match. Jesus. They're like, fucking hell, when I'm 52, I'm going to be asleep somewhere, I think. I don't think I'm going to be able to do this. Probably going to be asleep on my drive home today. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so this basically turns into a let's just slap the shit out of each other sort of match. It, it's it's fun, but it's, it's proper stiff again. Not yeah. what I expected from DDT at all. No, again, w- when I was watching this, I was like, maybe what I have understood about DDT is wrong. Maybe it's literally just one comedy match and the rest is going to be classic strong style wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Thank God there's more than just one. Yeah. But yeah, so... Um, there's a moment when the ref counts out Gota on the outside. He gets to 20. He's like, oh no, I'll just it's fine. You can just get back in the ring. Yeah. I was like, what happened? Is it a twenty count on the outside? I think it's a twenty count on the outside in DDT. But he got to twenty. Yeah, and he was still on the outside, but he didn't count him out. He let him back in the ring. No match. I mean, he referee understands. Work for the finish. Yeah, at the <laughs> moment, I was just be like, hmm, not sure about this. But um, I got the impression that Goat has been like pretty knackered. Mind if he'll count me out? <laughs> I don't want to be kicked by that fucking tool print. And it was like twenty. It was like. <laughs> Oh shit! Come oh, back no, in the ring. So um, I found this genuinely uncomfortable at times. Like Koji Kanemoto is just kicking the shit out of this giant lemon. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a poor bastard. I don't think I've ever heard a wrestler referred to as a giant <laughs> lemon. <laughs> Other than Adam Rose, don't so, be a lemon. <laughs> so Gota does the coolest thing ever, and he kick he, he hits the Falcon Arrow, and I'm like, no, but he kicks out the Falcon Arrow. But uh, indie wrestling, does. yeah, indie wrestlers do all the time. Uh, Gota misses a moonsault. Can we believe this little fat lemon did a moonsault? And it wasn't bad, was it? Fucking a bad moonsault. Chikoji kicks him in the face. (laughs) It's just absolutely brutal. And oh, fuck. This is getting so brutal. Ankle locked by Koji. And thank God it's it's come to an end. Yeah, they drew out a lot of the submissions in the middle. Because Gota was like, oh, go for tap. No, pulled it back in. And I love that again. Anytime anyone's in a submission, to actually be able to snake them back into the center of the ring. I really like that in any submission. But it told the story well. Yep. Um, So Koji Kanemoto wins the match. But he's a bit of a dick. So (laughs) I've kind of got over this by now. Koji cuts a promo post-match. Uh, his, oh, his 20-a-day raspy voice. It's so beautiful. Um, again, would you like the translation of the promo? Or do you know what go it was? Go for it. Yeah, yeah, go so for it. So basically, uh, Kanemoto uh, motivated Hayashi to uh, to stand back up and cheer cheer him up. And it turns out that they've had a rival called uh, Ricky um, Koshu. Okay. And it turns Choshu? out... Shoshu, okay, possibly, and then uh, Kanemoto hates him too. So they've got a common, <laughs> they've got a common enemy. Excellent. And then he basically encourages um, Ahashi to continue the, the trial, the five match series. And um, if he needs to get stronger, Kanemoto will be there for him. Oh, nice, cool, cool. Because uh, this is the typical earning respect sort of level of pro yeah. wrestling. Like you let Koji kicks the shit out of him in the match, but at the end, this exactly what you said is what I suspected he said, but yeah. I didn't know because I didn't understand it. I like the fact as well that Koji be like. I'll kick the shit out of you in one match, 
keep going. I'll kick you the shit out of you for another four matches, <laughs> and then maybe you'll be ready, kid. That is crazy. We'll stuff. upgrade you to a lime. <laughs> <laughs> Give it some green shit. <laughs> so uh, the crowd seem really into this. Uh, there's a very emotional promo at the end, as you say. Uh, they get some good laughs and some applause from the fans at the end as well. So, you know, it's starting to keep the entertainment yeah. levels going, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, fan interaction. And I think they were really eating into it because, as you said, this is the traditional story. The, uh, yeah. the young guy is learning from the veteran, showing respect, and off we go. Yeah. More Koji Kanemoto, please. I want to yeah. see his Tiger Mask run, I think. I think that'd be really fun to do at some point. Yeah, yeah, see definitely. What it was like. Maybe see the t- Mask versus Mask match with Liger. Yep, I'm on board. Yep, maybe down the line. We'll do I that. mean, obviously, spoiler, we've just ruined it. Oh, well, it is what it is. It's pretty <laughs> obvious. <laughs> so next up, we've got a Loser Leaves DDT 10-way match. And here we go! <laughs> Silly comedy! Yes! yes! When, I, when I saw the lineup this and how this match started, I was like, <laughs> why are there judges? <laughs> <laughs> so we've got Antonio Honda versus Kazuki Hirata. Versus Kaizuke Ishii versus Mad Pauly. God, that's easy to pronounce. <laughs> versus Mao. M-A-O. Mao. M-A-Q. M-A-O. M-A-O. Okay, yeah. good. Versus Mashahiro Takanashi versus Saki Akai. Saki Akai. The, I I'm going to Saki Yokai if you're not careful. <laughs> <laughs> she certainly did. <laughs> versus Sanshiro Takagi versus Tetsuya Endo. God, those easy ones at the end were nice. Yeah. <laughs> so we get Austin glass break and fire. <laughs> and a man ba-bum, comes ba-bum, out. Ba-bum. <laughs> <laughs> a man on a push bike comes out that's, that's made to look like a rocket ship. And I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> this is what I was looking for. Oh, it was so good. And that stage was like, yes, yes, please. <laughs> this isn't going to be bad, whatever happens exactly, now. Yeah. So this lad and his greasy tag partner come out behind a table and they set up a table in the middle of the ring facing the camera. These are our judges for this match. The assessors. Oh, the assessors. The, the assessors. <laughs> and also, well, well done by the veterans learning how to use the hard cam. Setting the table up exactly Opposite the hard cam, yeah. yeah. Blocking all the paid customers behind them never <laughs> the entire point. ring. Which clarify, this is in the ring. So they've set up a table in the ring these guys are going to wrestle. It's just... And, and the assessors, the two bonkers. vets, are just sat down on chairs at the table waiting for these all this other list of competitors just to get on with it <laughs> so yeah as i said there seem to be some sort of judges that have positive and negative kind of placard sign things they can hold yeah. up to judge what's happening there was like a black cross on a red circle for like yes or no which i think yeah. would count as i think they count as a pinfall oh okay because the idea of this oh. match and the loser leaves um you've got to either impress the judges or score a pinfall and then it's the last one to impress or lose <laughs> is then out of DDT. Brilliant. Of course it is. <laughs> so there's lots of people that Why enter the Why doesn't Vince book this for <laughs> Becky Charlotte? <laughs> um, one of these lads that comes to the ring is dressed as a caveman and is looking very exotico, I've got to say. Oh, yeah. Fucking oh, yeah. brilliant. Actually, I was what, look, when this got announced, I was like, oh, I wonder which one's going to be, uh, was it Mad Paulie? I think that's Mad Pauly. He was the Exotico. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, there he is. <laughs> I, saw him. I was like, that's got to be Mad Pauly. All aboard. <laughs> uh, one of these lads is a techno dancer. He, uh, DJ Z wants his gimmick back. There's way too many dancing gimmicks in pro wrestling at the moment. Like, there's so many. If you're a face, you're either just like a dancer or not a face, really. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. You're a dick. Poor Lana. She's a dancer. Fandango. Oh, dancer. <laughs> uh, exactly. There's just way too many. And one is a girl. There's a girl in the match. Uh, yeah, she did pretty cool. She had some strong strikes. And yeah. I don't know which which one she is. Uh, it's Asaki Akai. There you go. Is that? 
That's why I made the joke. <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, so they do sloppy wrestling in the streamers to start with. Uh, the men are still sitting at the table in the ring while these lads are doing spots. Just kind of like, it's really funny because the table starts to bounce around and the ref has to come in and be like, oh, hang on, let's just move this over. Because they move it into the turnbuckle. So they're now sort of diagonally on the ring to give them a bit more purchase on the table. Oh, it's fucking great. Uh, it's the big fat lad that seems like cross between Bam Bam Bigelow and Demolition Member. <laughs> and I'm like, what a legend. <laughs> Um, so the judges eventually abandon the table because it gets way too bouncy in the ring. Uh, the ref is holding up the table, so the ref, so he has to count the fall with his foot. <laughs> so ridiculous. <laughs> yes, the table's bouncing in the corner. The ref's holding it still. He's like, one, uh, two, uh, three. Uh. Wouldn't get that shit from Red Shoes. Red Shoes would put his feet up on the table to balance it and start smacking the canvas. Red Shoes is a professional, not like this guy. Uh, this, this, if this is the ref, he seems to do all the comedy matches in Japan as yeah. well. I've seen him so many times wrestling like Colt Cabana matches and like Dino matches and stuff. He is funny as fuck with the subtlest things. You know? Well, there's one point in this match as well when there's someone like, doing a really long period cover and he's just turned his back he turned around he's like oh and just walks over slowly <laughs> no urgency i was like yes fucking brilliant <laughs> so um do you want to do the eliminations or do you want to do all the spots in this uh because i've got the name of the wrestler and the elimination and the move it's all right let's just run through it like yeah. let's go with my notes here so uh finally very very silliness techno boy tries to stand up techno boy <laughs> demolition bam bam but he fails dramatically and gets beaten down so bam bam and his mate eliminate techno boy pinning him twice yep didn't quite understand what was happening here so th- again this cool. is the stage where it's a case of if you get a pinfall you're not booted out of ddt Right. So everyone's taking my assumption that he's lost the match. He's been pinned. Yeah. But apparently not. Doesn't matter how many pinfalls you you take, as long as you get one, you're you're through. Oh, okay. So basically, this match makes more sense than TNA's King of the Mountain. Yeah, uh, the Reverse Battle Royal. <laughs> the <laughs> Jesus, yeah. You know? <laughs> Ridiculous stuff. So there's a fucking sick standing back spinning six thirty thing by that lad. It's just absolutely incredible. Don't know who it was. Um, everyone is now pinning this techno dancing lads, and I can't keep track of this at all. Mayhem just ensues. Yeah, because I mean, next Ishi hits um, uh, the the techno boy, which is Harata with the fisherman's buster. Nice, that cool. was very nice. And then again, he said, yeah, um, Mao defeats uh, <laughs> the Mao defeats Harata with the uh, the Hollywood ro- shooting rolling sent on, which okay. is very nice. And then at that stage, uh, Honda went on to beat the shit out of him as well <laughs> nice cool um i'm losing track a little bit at this point but caveman exotico cuts a fucking promo halfway through selling <laughs> throws up the wolf sign as well at some point as i was like is he bullet club what's happening here like i get really confused um my ever learning thing of this was i need to learn japanese so i can understand more of what's happening in yeah. this because it was just mayhem i like the fact that when the assessors just that went yeah all right <laughs> you're safe <laughs> It's really good. That's some good moments. And I think the fact that I didn't understand what was going on made it more interesting for me, more funny, because it's a case of, I don't know what's happened here. Mate. And they've just said, yeah, this guy can keep a job based on some kind of speech. <laughs> is that, was that for that? Yeah. All oh, right. Okay. I, I've, again, this is so hard to keep track of. There's moments where I'm convinced the judges have no idea what is happening. Well, they don't. They're just confused as fuck as well. <laughs> like, that's just so mental. They're probably like, so we're in a tag against all these rookies? No. No, you're, you're, you're the assessors. You're the judges. What does that involve? Just take these paddles out. <laughs> so, um, what's the girl's name? Um, uh, it's uh, Saki Akai. So she does some sexy posing for the judges, and the judges both give her negative judgments. <laughs> yeah. like, That's funny as fuck. <laughs> um, there are some random... So really bad posturing by her, as well, in case of... Ooh. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know why I would. 
Um, so <laughs> there's lots I, l- I like the fact there were a couple of chaps in the, the audience who were like, okay, so, ah, yes, yes, please. Fucking A. So there's uh, a lot of random pinfalls in this match. I totally lost track. Like, I started to think that the loser was the one who gets pinned the most or gets the most pinfalls, but like you seem to explain that now, so I still don't understand, but whatever. Uh, Techno Lad's been pinned about 10 times during this match. The commentators jump into the match as well, and I'm genuinely on the floor laughing at this point when the judges are like, fuck it, let's just get in and start wrestling. Were they part of the match to begin with? Um, the idea was that when it got down to the final person, it was going to be a two versus one. Oh, okay. So it's a case of, right, we're going to whittle you down, and then... I we will so wrestle the judges you. are the two. Yeah. Okay. Of course, they're wrestling Techno Boy. Who Te- is? Techno Boy at the end. So that's um, Kazuki th- Harata or uh, uh, yeah, it's Harata against um, Tagachi and Owasi. Oh, okay. The two so veterans. They're the two. Awesome. So with an assist from everyone else in the match, drop kicking one of the commentators, <laughs> poor <laughs> yeah. bastard. Techno lad. So Kazuki Harata rolls up the uh, Sanshiro Takagi, who's one of the. Um, for God's sake. Assessors. <laughs> Assessors, whatever. What a name of attack team. And he wins the match after being pinned like 20 times in it. <laughs> so yeah. there you go. Well, you know, unfortunately for Takashi, he was the last one to be pinned. Which means he's banished from DDT. The end of this match is absolutely fucking hilarious. So after looking at cage match, Sasuro Tagi seems to be will be leaving ddt as he took the pinfall at the end of the match i think i get confused yep. but we seem to have sorted that out by now um other commentator lad can't help but laugh at his friend as he's about to be leave and um, kagi goes through a pinfall post-match but the ref isn't having any of it uh lots of funny promo time again i've lost track a little bit of what's happening um takagi is holding onto the ring he won't leave sad music starts to play in the arena a rather big lag and a lad in a small girl's sexy Halloween outfit comes out. Fortunately, like a sexy policeman. <laughs> with moustache and everything. Yeah. Uh, to escort um, Sanshiro Takagi, who's lost the match to the back. The rest of the wrestlers start stand up in the ring and start saluting as he leaves. <laughs> oh, it's so crazy. As they take Takagi out above their heads, uh, they knock over <laughs> the entranceway. Gets <laughs> huge laughs from the crowd. I like the fact they were giving him the bumps. As they walked out as well. Fucking hell, man. This is just... And his promo afterwards, he was basically going, no, no, this was a massive April Fool's joke. This was one of the jokes. This was one of the jokes. Right. And everyone's like, no, it's not. It's like, it was a joke. <laughs> Fucking brilliant, man. So there's a random graphic of a hairy man in a pink uh, tutu and a blonde wig afterwards that I have no idea what that was about. They're announcing that Francois Takagi from uh, um, T2HI Yoshi will be returning on the 29th of April. Great. Let's carry on, shall we? The, good, mean, thing, the good thing about these videos, I could be making this shit up completely. And I was like, yeah. oh, maybe, maybe he's right. It's a case of, no, because I had two weeks to do this pod. I've done research. <laughs> Excellent. I mean, this is what I wanted from DDT. Yeah, this was amazing. Yeah. Um, the in-ring, if you were looking for like catch as catch can style, you missed it. Like they missed a lot of their drop kicks and a lot of their clotheslines because it was botchy as fuck. Oh, yeah, but, I, but it doesn't matter at all. No, because I was watching this knowing for all that this is the sort of thing I was expecting. Yeah. And... If anything, the ludicrous level of wrestling ability in here made this match better. <laughs> yeah, definitely. The more wacky and the more stupid, the better for me in this case. The lower quality of the wrestling, the higher value I expect the comedy. Watch out in the Kings of Summer Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going on to the six-man tag team match now of Colt Cabana, Ethan Page and Joey Ryan versus the Japanese representatives of Danshuko Dino. Mokoto Oishi and Super Bloody Hell Super Sasandango Machine. 
in what type of match is this again? Can you confirm the type of match this is again? Super Gay Summit! <laughs> oh, something like that. Yep. The Gay Summit. Was it Super Gay Summit? Super Gay oh, Summit. Super Gay Summit. Fucking hell, this is just... And great to see Ethan Pagey! I, <laughs> I never thought he was the greatest wrestler in the world, but this is where uh, I think he highlights. The, he's the big, big American lad in the Japanese promotion. But fair so play to Ethan Page. I don't know if you've seen... Um, what he's been doing so far at the start of this year the, his physique now not to uh, I mean it's DDT so it's alright I can wax lyrical about a man's body Yeah, he's put some effort in oh, he's really? looking fantastic Cool. to the point as well that on Twitter he was like please will people stop messaging to ask me what my diet is my diet is just for me my body it may not work for you so just f- seek professional assistance fair enough <laughs> So, we've got the Gay Wrestling Summit. We've got Dino, who, as I've said before, if you don't know, is an insatiable gay man who is obsessed by the dick. <laughs> Good lad. But less obsessed in this match, I found. He's a producer now. He's got to cut back on his dick loving. <laughs> he's got a show to run. Feels like he's become corporate Dino almost. Cor- you know? <laughs> corporate dick lover. <laughs> so, Dino's music again is just the perfect thing ever. The dang, da do, dang, da dang, da dang, dang, dang. It fits him perfectly. It's so fucking Like that brilliant. thong doesn't fit him perfectly. Perfectly. <laughs> Fucking A. So, um, Super Sasadango Machine, I'm just going to call... Super Machine. Machine, yeah, that sounds good. Is afraid of his streamers. <laughs> yeah. Like, brilliant. Uh, again, and also, what shit fake belt was he wearing? I have no idea. His waist? I think it's part of his gear, yeah. right? Yeah, it's literally attached to him. I wonder whether it is like an official title or something that only he can win. Or again, this is definitely what I'm going to think into future gear. I'm going to strap a belt on in this case. of No, it's my gear. <laughs> so Dino looks really focused, astonishingly. I like, wonder if it's because he's wrestling the big Americans. Yeah, so big, so strong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing. So um, the Gaijin, or the Americans, whatever, are talking to the camera on the way to the ring. And literally, Ethan Page goes, I don't know what Gay Summit is. <laughs> he's on the way to the ring. I'm like, none of us do, mate. We're all very confused with this. Well, this is probably the first one. It's the inaugural Super Gay. <laughs> so Dino's starting to look interested in Joey, specifically, specifically pointing to Joey Ryan's dick as he's getting in the ring. He's like, just like occasionally like, yeah, penis. Me penis. Penis, yeah? It's fucking it's so funny. Um, yeah, he, he pretends to kind of thrust a little bit as well. Every time the guys can kind of come near him, yeah. he's just like, I point at your dick and thrust in your general direction. Sexy well, times. Well, yeah, this is one of his finishing moves. You've got to be careful at deep thrust. <laughs> so um, there's lots of questioning of the gay summit stuff at the beginning of the match. Very, very funny. We've got USA, Japan, but Paige is Canadian, so he's out of here. He's not going to stick around for the match. <laughs> I, I really like the beginning of this match when they had the whole thing like Joe Bryan and Colt Cabana like, tricking him into starting the match with Dino. That was very nicely done. Very funny where they're like going to volunteer themselves. Yeah. And like, you know. All hands up. Cabana volunteers himself. Then Joey does and they're like, oh, for fuck's sake, I've got a volunteer as well. <laughs> very, very funny stuff, man. And it was nice to see Ethan Page in this sort of role as yeah. well. Because, uh, you know, having having people who are quite prominently comedy slash oh, ruining the business, Joey Ryan. All right, Cornette. I have that Cornette meter, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, to have Ethan Page be able to do something a little bit different <clears throat> yeah yeah absolutely yeah i'm used to seeing him in kind of more serious matches yeah so yeah this was fun i think uh saw him him and ricky page on the uh well, i don't know what show was it on the super shows for during wrestlemania weekend oh, okay they did a brother gimmick <laughs> 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 i was like that's really really funny oh that was progress 
It was oh. progress for WrestleMania weekend oh, okay. in America. I'm pretty sure. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So uh, Cabana and Ryan graciously let him start, obviously, <laughs> against Dino. <laughs> and you're like, oh, here you go. So Dino stands there and shouts, Gay Summit! <laughs> and then sexually assaults Ethan Page. Essentially <laughs> what happens I here. mean, there's no other way to describe that move, Seth. <laughs> Not at all. He hit him with the sexual assault. Fucking <laughs> hell. So there's an indie standoff spot and Dino's aiming at Paige's crotch. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is fucking great. Oh my god. So Joe Ryan in the ring uses baby oil and lollipops. It's just so gross the way he shoves the baby oil into his trunks and then puts the lollipop in there. Like it freaks me out every time I see it. I just hope it's maple syrup. <laughs> help help a brother out. That'd be kind of gross on your crotch after a while, you'd imagine? Nah, well, you'd, I, I'd assume they would shower afterwards. It'd smell quite nice. <laughs> <laughs> so Oishi screams, I kick dick, and does so, but Joe Ryan's dick, no sell the shit out of everything. <laughs> and again, this is my first proper belly laugh, just watching someone kick a dick and go, ah, oh, my foot. Yeah. <laughs> so good. I have an excessive amount of notes for this match, so let's try and skip over some of it, I guess. So um, there's the whole thing with Cabana and Sasandango where it's like he's too fat to be lifted. Oh, and he buckled down and like held his heart. Like, oh, <laughs> and I was no. like, I'm too fat. No. <laughs> Got all sad and stuff. And he's like, I'm heavy wrestler. I don't have wrestling technique. <laughs> like, this is fucking great. Uh, so Cabana does the cool British slapstick spots and stuff, yeah. which I absolutely adore. Uh, Cabana says something to Machine and like he breaks his heart, collapses to his knees, as you say. They get in the ring, do a pose, take a photo, and then get out of the ring like four or five times with the heels. Oh, the heels, there's no heels in this. The Japanese contingent. Like they're, they're, they're tagging no, All right, Trump, in. the Japanese contingent, they must be heels. <laughs> That's not what I meant to say. <laughs> so Dino does a lot of bending over in front of people and trying to kiss them, mainly Cabana towards the end of the match. There's a chant of, we want asshole. <laughs> like, okay, yep. As Dino sits. And that stage, Sexy Star walks out. <laughs> oh, she is an asshole. <laughs> Fucking A. Um, Ryan, Ryan and Cabana both eat asshole in the corner. They're forced to <laughs> by Dino. Dino, who's managed to lower his lovely little uh, flappy trunk cover. Yeah. <laughs> the tasseled wonder of Doom, whatever oh you want to call God. it. And he's bent over on the top rope with his ass hanging out. I mean, in fairness, like, Dino was up there for half the match with his backside out. It, it lasted forever. It basically chose not to work that night. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Producer now, I haven't really got time to get in this match, but if you just rub their head in my ass crack, we should be all right. Like, legitimately, it's five minutes he's up yeah. there for like a 15 minute match or whatever. He's it's only a 12 minute it. match, and he was up like, there for most of it. It's so brilliant. Funny. <laughs> So uh, Joey attempts the dick flip, but he doesn't get it because Sassandango just looks at his mask, take, bloop, takes his mask off to wrap it around Joey Ryan's face. And what the fuck is going on? Just unveiled himself by ripping off his mask to blind Joey. Exactly. Wrestling. Of course. <laughs> is this wrestling? <laughs> well, maybe he thought in his mind that, you know, if I, if I take away his vision, his dick will lose its strength. It's like Samson losing his hair. Vision. <laughs> one of the eyes is gone. <laughs> Well, the source of Joey Ryan's power has to be his penis, right? Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. He uses it a lot. <laughs> Famous dick wrestler Joey Ryan, you know? Like, <laughs> I mean, go down in history, make your money, buy a house off that, well done. What do you think of Joey Ryan? I think he's very smart. I think he's fucking hilarious. Yeah. I love I think he's a quality wrestler. And that's the thing with Joey Ryan, he can go, but yeah. he doesn't need to. He doesn't need to work dangerously. He knows his spots, he knows what gets over. And again, the fact is that he's not signed to a big company. He did some decent stuff with Lucha Underground as well, which was yeah. quite interesting to give him a different like area for his character. Didn't see any of that, but okay. But the fact, again, it's like, 
based on a dick flip, he's been able to buy a house outright. Yeah, and it's like well done. Set yourself up and work safe, work smart, and a good porn endorsement as well. So yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, sponsor this podcast not sponsored by that or Bluetooth, which again seems to be sponsoring most podcasts. (laughs) When you listen to the presenters talk awkwardly about how they've taken this Viagra tube, mate, we are getting a bit older nowadays. (laughs) Maybe this is a sponsor we need. Well, when I watch DDT, I love to chow down on a blue chew just to make sure I'm ready to go for the full two and a don't, half hours. Don't give it for free. They've got to pay first. <laughs> if you use Pritchard's code to get a free shipping, <laughs> patience with the shipping. Anyway, so Dino is still sitting up on the top turnbuckle about five minutes later. He's actually doing paperwork. <laughs> He's just chilling out doing the logistics of the... <laughs> Oh, for fuck's sake. So his ass is facing out. His tag team partner, Ushi, pulls down his trunks to unveil just his thong. He does a black blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah, that's it. So he does. The, so Ishii does a, a handstand into <laughs> Dino. So um, how to describe this. So basically, Dino's ass and his ass are now together in the corner, upside down by the top turnbuckle. This is hard to describe. <laughs> You're doing a banging job. Only in thongs. <laughs> okay. So as Sassandango goes to throw Joey Ryan, I've written this as paragraphs to make sure I get it right who's still wearing his mask, Sassandango's mask, across into the ring, into the two butts that are now on display. Dino turns into the camera and goes, Japanese samurai, let's go! <laughs> and I'm like, oh no! This is the fucking funniest thing ever! <laughs> oh my oh, god. Shit. That's the moment that got me. Even thinking back now, I'm so happy I got through that set that's got struggling. But he's just like, yeah, Japanese samurai, let's go! It's like, fucking... Very Japanese samurai to having your butt out on a turnbuckle and having someone else's face rammed into it. Oh, God. oh fuck. Why, we should just be the DDT podcast, man. This is fucking great. My mic's fall off. It's, and again, as you said, at this stage, and um, I'm watching this, and my wife walks in. And it's like, what? Oh, what timing? It's like, <laughs> what are you watching? And I, my response was, gay porn. <laughs> the best professional wrestling ever. Yeah. <laughs> and it oh. is. At this stage, I'm like, I don't, I don't need real wrestling anymore. Dino is a wrestling <clears throat> genius. He's a comedy genius. He's so fucking funny, man. And he knows. And again, it's not ever too full on. It's just the little bits that it's like, it's hilarious. It's genuinely yeah. funny <laughs> when he says stuff like that, and you can hear the commentators pop at ringside. Yeah. He like even got them, like they're trying to be relatively professional, but they are popped for literally like two, three minutes and laughing at him, going Japanese samurai. Let's go. <laughs> Can we can we in the future get that on some merch? What Japanese samurai? Let's go! It makes no sense out of context, though. <laughs> That's the best part of it. We just have two asses upside down on each other. And Japanese samurai. Let's go! Oh fuck it out! So Jerry then reverses it, and we end up. Uh, <laughs> fuck! I don't care anymore. Uh, so uh, proceed to uh, stuff happens. Stuff happens. Lots of bombing, basically. Is what Lo- lots of lollipop to. up the arsehole. Lots then. of lollipop up the arsehole. <laughs> Gross lollipop players, <laughs> like water sports level of lollipop playing, you know? <laughs> oh. oh, fucking hell. So we get a Hogan lollipop spot, which is just amazing. He's like, you! And then forces <laughs> him to take the lollipop out of his crutch. Oh, amazing. Which is fucking genius. A few big kicks, alligator clutch by Cabana for the one, two, three, and you're winners of the Super Gay Summit, USA, USA, and the Canadian, with Cabana, <laughs> Joey Ryan, and Ethan Page. Um, I mean, it's fucking hilarious. I don't know what else to say. Cabana after the match as well, getting the crowd really into it, chanting on so, so um was it um 
Um, Ichiban, Okama Ichiban. Is, what does he say? Um, I think it was um something number one. Okama Ichiban. Oh, I think Okama. Do you reckon? I wonder if on my notes are wrong. It should be a sucker number one. It uh, could be, could be, but they're in Kurokun, so that doesn't make mm, sense. No. <laughs> Not a sucker. That's a different place. But yeah. anyway, um. I mean, just absolutely hilarious. And my everlasting thought after this, which I actually talked to you about during the week, but we'll put it on the pod, is what if Dino is just a gimmick and really he goes home to his wife and kids and has a normal heterosexual life at home? I think he does. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's all the work. He goes home, kisses his wife, and she's like, got dinner on the table. How was work? He's like, oh, well, had two men shoved up my ass. <laughs> That's a quote. <laughs> it's like, like, uh, I know, like, Brokeback Mountain isn't meant to be funny. But what do you know? <laughs> the, <laughs> There's another quote. <laughs> but what do you know? It's two straight dudes kind of being forced into these kind of very, very gay situations. It becomes funny, right? I know Brokeback Mountain is not supposed to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just like just any actor being forced in that situation so like if that was the truth and Dino is actually like a really straight dude and he has the gayest gimmick of all time this would be fucking amazing I would not be able to stop laughing can you ever imagine this being in like a North American promotion mm, not the sexual assault on the ring and the way to the ring definitely not you couldn't get away with that like, uh, I read something. There's um, a tag match coming out with a ch- the DDT Open champion, which is Konsuke Takashita, I think is his name. Okay. Who's in the next match. Um, I read up a little bit about his bio. He was 12 years old when he went to go see his first DDT show Jesus. and got kissed by Dino on the way to the ring. And you're like, you can't get away with that in anywhere in the no. Western Southern Hemisphere. No, really. no, 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 Can no. you? No, no, definitely not. No. That's not going to work. Anyway, <laughs> so should we move on to our next match? Yeah, four-way tag. Exactly. Right, let's try and pronounce these names. So we've got All Out of Konosuke Takashita, who seems to be the current KOD Openweight champ. Yes. Good. I'm glad I got that right, because I did a bit of research trying to work it out. Just, I ended up looking when he won the belt, and it seemed to be this one. So that's good. With his tag team partner of Shunma Katsumata. Tasty. Indeed. Versus... <laughs> These dishes. I'm <laughs> yeah. like teaming up with Nagimi Yakatori. Fucking hell. Versus Damnation of Daisuke Sasaki and Shuja Ishikawa. Not that Ishikawa. No. I wish it fucking was, though. <laughs> uh, versus Shuten Dojo. Shuten Doji, sorry. Of Kudo and Yukio Sakaguchi. Uh, versus the small squash of Harashima and Soma Takago. I'm impressed you found their tag names because I couldn't find them anywhere. Uh, they were on the results on Cage Match. Oh, so okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. So um, basically, I really, really struggled to work out who was who in this match. I did a bit of looking online and stuff, but I've written descriptions of some of the guys. Do you want them? Yeah, go on then. Because <laughs> this is always... I mean, I've just named a tag team Nagimi Akatori, so I'm, I'm sure whatever's going to happen next isn't going to be as bad. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. So all the lads seem very serious, right? Um, we've got obviously Smile Squash and All Out seem to be the two face teams, and the rest seem to be kind of like heelish, I yeah. guess, again. Um, all right, so Shooten Doji, I've written as Blonde Alistair Black and Bruce Lee Cosplay, with Brother Yashi Cosplay from Dragon Gate. <laughs> The dude with the big head thing, which I think is pretty much on point. And then we've got the punk type lads of Damnation, who's basically depressed Raven and fat lad. Oh, lordy. Fat Kevin Owens almost, <laughs> yeah, like I thought. Yeah. But like, yeah, that's kind of it really. So there's lots of fun cut off spots to start the match. Um, 
it becomes kind of a winner stay on sort of scenario yeah. whereby two lads are wrestling one gets beaten rolls out the ring another lad rolls in they do it he gets beaten then another lad comes in it's just winner stays on the whole time yeah. you know and it's just fair enough what you expect from this sort of match i imagine definitely this was the palate cleanser after the comedy yeah. there was this was more serious competition is anything serious on the show really <laughs> as serious as it could get at this yeah, stage true. i think i take that back actually there's quite a lot of serious stuff like koji kanamo kicking the shit out of that dude earlier yeah poor go stuff later yeah fucking a man <laughs> hulk lemon so everyone gangs up on the punk lads the damnation lot uh mini raven fella and chubby kevin owens uh, are kind of doing quite good shit in the ring i thought thought they did more storytelling than anyone else yeah i mean you could i think there was again a very big divide between those who had a lot more experience working matches and possibly working matches outside of ddt yeah versus those who are born and bred and wrestle purely for ddt because you could tell the pure wrestlers over those who are wrestlers with comedy background yeah i think yeah definitely <laughs> especially in this match the guys have had a bit more experience as well yeah. um so it ends up with shunma katsumata and yukio sakaguchi in the ring Yukio, who's the blonde Alistair Black-looking CM Punk lad, uh, wraps up Shunma with a spinny MMA bullshitty thing. I'm like, I, I don't hate the MMA influence into pro wrestling, like a lot of people do. But he felt... Yeah, I hate Matt, hate Matt Riddle coming to pro wrestling. You're right. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, carry on. Did you see his little vignette thing on WWE this week? No. It's amazing. I'll look really, at- really good. I'll wa- watch it. Sometimes those things turn my getting to know the person a bit better because all I know is from the ultimate fight I'm sitting there on a worktop with CB Dolloway going oh look we can get these ugly gas cans oh we can get these white sunglasses <laughs> I was like you're a prick mate yeah fucking A so um, anyway let's get on so Yukio slaps on a Kimura while he has Shunma trapped in his triangle choke with his legs uh, pretty cool Shunma taps out and your winners are Kudo and Yukio Sagaguchi, the Shooten Doji guys. Now the Shooten Doji guys yeah. had uh, the reason why this was a big win for them is they'd come off the sumo hall um, show and uh, after a big defeat they've been like a run of basically losing so the fact they've come back and won this I watched that show didn't remember them <laughs> memorable <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty bad isn't it they're up Dino's ass. it's fine you can never see anyone when they go who isn't to. in this promotion <laughs> yeah. seriously someone's been up there I think they've all been up there at some point um, I don't know pretty fun but quite middle of the road sort of match spot fest of guys that really didn't stand out too much to me no there, there was nothing really memorable in this match I yeah. said <clears throat> this this is the last match I watched before I had to do is like watching on my lunch break to finish everything off earlier today. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so you'll notice my notes for the last two matches aren't as good as <laughs> detailed notes before this. But I said, yeah, there's nothing, even like in the Gota match, the Moonsault, that's amazing. And there are little yeah. things you could pick out. Um, but this match was a case of, this was a solid wrestling match. Yeah, totally. There, there was nothing, nothing bad. You, as I said, you had a, de- a definite experience difference between all of them. So yeah. I just noticed the backboard. Oh, I wrote CP Monk on it. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much... I haven't got anything negative. I haven't got anything really positive to say about it. It was a, a nice... I've, I've really enjoyed the comedy match. This has got me... It's a good wrestling match. Yeah, I've, I've written my little criticism yeah. uh, in terms of... Um, not just for this, but a lot of like multi-person stuff in indie wrestling as such. I think we can refer to this as indie wrestling. Yeah. That's small-ish time. Um, so it needs to either be kind of really crazy high spot or more narrative driven. It needs to be one or the other. We need something more yeah. than what we got from this because it was just a match, really. I mean, you, we've spoken on previous pods and we've spoken off pod that I'm really not a fan of multi-man matches. Yeah. I, d- I don't <laughs> There's a fuckload on this show as well. Yeah, but there are some of them that, that work. 
but by and large, as I said, unless you've got, it's going to be just like spot after spot, and that you've got one on the card, and that is your spot fest. Yeah. Or everything has a legitimate purpose. And that's why things like Mania and some of the bigger shows, even like some of the progress stuff, like they had the Thunder Bastard. I don't like a Thunder Bastard. Really? Not even the tournament stuff? Oh, because it's got the Mighty Man at the end, yeah, isn't it? The, yeah, the, yeah. The, the tournament I like. The, the concept to get there and the, the points total and the concept of the Thunder Bastard I really like. Yeah. But the actual end match is just it's, it's clusterfuck. Okay, I understand, yeah. I mean, I'm less against it. Um, being um, a, a, an avid Shikara watcher for a few well, years, says, yeah. it starts to become part of the the, the, the lexicon almost. You yeah. know, that's not the right terminology, but you get what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Let's move on. So DDT Extreme Title Ladder Match Way. of Yukio Miyamoto, who's our current champion, versus Speedball Mike Bailey. Yes. So this is one of the guys that I want to make sure we got. Um, speedball yeah uh by doing the show because i actually um tweeted out a gif of the crazy fucking movie did earlier and he responded and liked it so i was oh, like really? oh hey speed, what are you doing so it might be watching you never know listening watching whatever um <clears throat> uh i really liked yuko miyamato as well yeah first time i've ever seen him a speedball i've seen before but yeah, yeah. Yuko, fantastic. So Speedball makes his entrance in a full Cobra Car style black gear, and I'm like, mm, sweep the leg, motherfucker. Very nice, very nice. <laughs> Badass. So the crowd are politely clapping along for his entrance and Miyamoto's entrance as well. Uh, seemingly neither guy's strong heel here. This, 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 because you could tell for the DDT Extreme, it's case of it's going to be spotty. Yeah. I didn't realize this was an extreme match until the end of it. I didn't even read the title of the thing. Oh, okay. And so as soon as, soon as they start kind of throwing each other through chairs and stuff, I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. This is a bit more serious than I expected it was going to be. So uh, Miyamoto enters in full maroon gear and he has two straps with him. Do you know which two these are? No. Okay, me neither. Good stuff. One of them is his extreme belt. He must have another belt from somewhere. <laughs> so Miyamoto takes off his robe and his whole body is scarred up from what I'm assuming is death matches. He's been basically hanging out with Sabu. Like he is seriously yeah. scarred up. Like his whole body's got like little patches all doesn't, over it. Doesn't look he doesn't look the healthiest of chaps. No, he doesn't look well. Well, he looks healthy, but his body looks like yeah, war torn. It's taking some punishment. That's for yeah. fucking sure. Like yeah, it freaked me out a little bit. Like you don't want to see someone that badly self harmed. Well, yeah. and especially as, like you said, we've gone into thinking this is going to be quite a, a fun, quite light hearted show. God damn it. To then, <laughs> but to go from quite light-hearted show to then go into seeing this, and you're like, "Fuck!" Yeah, I did not expect this sort of no. serious level of like, "We're gonna kill each other," yeah. <laughs> you know. So, um, a cable that stretches from balcony to balcony across Kurukun is lowered down to the ring, and the belt is hooked onto it and raised to the rafters. That's the it's- same way they construct the Emirates cable car, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's at least 20 foot in the air maybe 25 foot it's a long way yeah. up in the air it's not wwe i'm up the top of a 10 foot ladder and i can pretty much hang off the bell no no it's, you're it's, going up aren't you yeah if you're gonna fall down this is gonna fucking kill yeah. um what do you think of the purple leather on the strap oh i like different color strap though i thought that was yeah, pretty yeah nice. i mean like oh it gives it like a royal sort of which, vibe, which is know? good because the last purple belt i saw was jeff hardy's custom belt as we spoke about in tna and i was like no but purple does work it's like when warrior i think warrior had purple ic belt one i think it had purple and really? yellow purple belt yellow belt white belt for the ic when warrior wow, had it yeah. nice i did not know that that's pretty cool so they shake hands before the match, and I'm like, eh, "Do you have to?" <laughs> I have an issue. <laughs> so the match starts off with some slow chain wrestling, but immediately progresses into Bailey being thrown through the chairs at ringside. And like, dude, can we just 
like look after each other and like no they're definitely not I, I know this isn't linked to this show but did you also see the Ginny chairs over the weekend oh I did where she was throwing face first through, and I was Jesus. like fucking poor and, lass yeah. and things like that now that and anything with chairs in this match was like oh maybe going into the chairs is not a fun thing <laughs> the bit that threw me was I immediately realised Bailey's wearing kick pads but barefooted <laughs> they're like barefooted this match are you sure like that left, seems... left his boots in customs <laughs> brave lad <laughs> to yeah. be fair so there's lots of chair swinging and ladder throwing to start the match like they're literally catching the ladder on their heads as it's thrown to them i was like that's a clever spot but it looked fucking painful without yeah. whacked you in the head you know um miyamoto in the ring by himself but he's thrown because he's thrown the ladder out the side to bailey um blah. Miyamoto is in the ring by himself because he's thrown the ladder at Mike Bailey on the outside. Miyamoto kind of thinks to himself, he goes, hmm, how am I going to get up there? So he creates a tower of chairs. <laughs> and I've never seen anything like this spot. It was brilliant. Really, in- really innovative. Yeah, silly because he could have just gone out the ring and got the ladder. But <laughs> Wrestling. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so he sets up two chairs and puts one across, sets up another two chairs, puts one across, and tries to create like a pyramid of chairs that he can climb up to get up to the belt. Genius. Um, it's, it's He takes a massive pratfall off of it before Bailey even gets into the ring. Like, fucking hell, mate. <laughs> so Bailey then tries to get in the ring and does the same thing. He, he tries to like set up the, lad- the ladders. The ch- I'm doing a fucking Michael Cole. He t- <laughs> sets up the chairs and tries to clay- uh, like, but really sloppily. Yeah. To the point where his feet look like they're in a dangerous position when he gets drop kicked off them and <laughs> smashes into the wall. Like fucking hell, lads. What are we doing? I, I expected comedy and silliness. This is ankle snapping death. <laughs> like the, this is like you'd see in the latter stage of ECW. It's not as gory as violent the original ECW, but there was yeah. still this. This pitched me like two thousand, the last few pay per views of ECW. Okay. Not something I've watched enough of to really comment on, but if you say so, man, like yeah. So there's lots of crazy high spots off the ladder, and Bailey goes full Terry Funk with the spinny ladder spots, but he takes it to like another level, like he's like spinning around, and then Miyamoto, is it Miyamoto is that yeah. Miyamoto drops down to avoid it, and then the ref and him go like, oh, I can lower down, and I can get low, and I can whack him with this. Uh, yeah, really, really inventive. The best ladder limbo pole spot I've ever seen. <laughs> so, Bailey suspends a ladder across the middle ropes in the corner, puts Miyamoto onto the ladder, Bailey climbs up to the top, wipes the blood off of his face from being smacked in the head with a ladder earlier, does his cool kind of like, I don't know what you call this, a karate pose or something? Power Ranger pose. There you go. Yeah. It's morphing time. <laughs> and kind of braces himself. You're like, what are you going to do? Like the whole time he's building up this tension, I thought it was really, really well done because he does a shooting star double knee drop onto Miyamoto. Yeah. Like, wow. The ability to do a shooting star yeah. at a short distance, knee drop and land perfectly safe. Like uh, Even just watching that, I was back. Okay. And I know it was safe. But I was like, no, don't do it wrong. Yeah, fucking A, don't do it wrong. I'd be more worried about like losing a toe or something <laughs> on the ladder as I'm going well, As you said, yeah, no, just kick pads, no boots. Yeah, totally, man. Like, this is the spot of the night for me. Yeah, I, I, I'd say from... I don't think there were many other high, high spots that you could suddenly sit and go right home about. Yeah, there were spots, but this is like proper... This yeah. is like gifable spots, isn't it? I did gif it. What well, a yeah. rest pod on Twitter. Go check it out. 
So they both take silly bumps off the ladder. They are literally murdering each other on occasion during this match. Mike Bailey goes for a backflip double knees on the apron and completely misses, smashing both knees into the... Do you know this is the hardest part of the ring? I've heard it's the hardest part of the ring. <laughs> not the ring post, because that's not technically part of the ring. Fucking A. You got... Wow. So every now and then, uh, young boys at ringside and the ref hold the ladder still for them. And I'm like, it's kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, absolutely lovely. So the finish comes as the ladder is set up in the middle of the ring with another ladder suspended between it and the top rope. Not the middle rope, like most people would tend to do it, but the top rope. Um, so both lads climb up the ladder. Mike Bailey goes for a suplex onto the, the kind of bridge, the ladder between it and the top rope. But Miyamato shoves Bailey off of the suspended... Oh, fuck's sake, I fucked that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Miyamoto shoves Bailey off of the ladder onto the suspended ladder, and Mike Bailey bounces off and hits the mat. And Miyamoto grabs the belt off the top because he's still on the ladder and still your DDT Extreme champion Yuko Miyamoto in what I thought was one of the craziest high spot matches I've seen in quite a long time. One of the best ladder matches I've seen in a long time. Really enjoyed it. Didn't yeah. go on for hours either. No, that was um, that was basically 15 minute, bell to bell. Um, had the high spots, had your storytelling start to finish. There was clear respects. Again, we've said before about handshakes, but it's a case of it's one-upsmanship rather than I hate you. It's a blood feud. It's going. Yeah. I want to be the best. I respect you, but I want you to be the best. Which again is which you get in the the post match promo. Yeah, I, I, go on. So basically, translations. Well, yeah. Look at um, you. <laughs> my motto called ba- Bailey a crazy wrestler, um, and he respected him in English. In English, yeah, yeah. Cra- crazy wrestler. <laughs> and then basically, he nominated his mate um, Harashima as his next challenger at the next show. So nice. that's what that promo was awesome sweet dude but I like the fact that in DDT the champions can basically go yeah I'll fight you I'll fight you I won't fight you yeah yeah no need seems to be the case like what you're saying I didn't realise that was it but like yeah it's it's a a different way of doing it I guess no need for a GM keeps it interesting they seem to have a lot of GMs (laughs) I'll wrestle Hornswoggle (laughs) I mean a lad in a suit gets in the ring to kind of have a chat with them and I'm assuming he's some sort of authority figure Uh, yeah Mike Adamley (laughs) something along those lines but then Dino's an authority figure as well yeah, and we, then we had the judges earlier and all sorts. Like, there's there's some interesting storytelling elements. Which yeah. again, if we sw- learnt Japanese, I think we'd understand more. But what are you trying to say about my Google Translate? <laughs> I think yours are doing great, man. <laughs> Do you want to know how I did it? Go Basically, on. when the commentary was on, I held Google Translate app up to my my laptop and then read what it said afterwards and tried oh, to transpose it into my notes. Nice, it's a nice, lovely way of doing it. Well, a lot was inaccurate. There was one point again, definitely wasn't <laughs> saying it was like um, I th- I, th- I think in this promo, so one of the notes I made, he went on to say it translates saying, "I will take a car and put it in a house." <laughs> so maybe I, he will. Uh, maybe he will. But this that, is DDT we're talking about. Very true. It certainly wasn't part of what I was anticipating. Was his. Uh, I will take my car, put it in the house, and I'm going to challenge my mate. <laughs> so who's the lad that comes out that challenges him? Um, so he, ch- his mate he challenges is um, Harashima. So he's the guy from the Smile Squash earlier, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Smile Squash, is that the name of the... I didn't get the tag teams. Oh, I think I did. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So um, he does a lot of fist pumping, and the crowd sing along with the squash lads, and they do the whole... Yeah. Whatever, and I'm like, yeah, great, that's awesome. The the other bolt-on through researching this is what I found, that this, uh, this match is set up with Harashima... Uh, their last singles match was 13 years ago at Damn. this time. Um, okay. And uh, I think they were wrestling at a show called Triple Six. Sweet. Sounds good to me. Again, Google Translate could be saying, what's Triple Six? It could be a case of uh, three weeks ago That's at Currican Hall. You're never going to find it. Like, <laughs> yeah. This is insane. I mean, we do enough research, but um, Dino's out in his beautiful coloured salmon jacket, still in full wrestling tasseled trunks. Like, 
What a beautiful man. He's got a suit jacket on. He's, he's, a, he's a producer, of course. He's got to be business. I mean, I've written down here, is Dino a commissioner or something? But you say he's a producer, yeah. so there we go. Um, they all laugh and joke and talk. I just, I need to learn Japanese, for fuck's sake. So we jump to a video package, a very different tonality to this video package mm. that I'm used to seeing. Kind of slow, dramatic, kind of almost sad music. Like they're very serious the way they're talking to each other about each other and yeah interesting production choice. It had sort of hints of like the early UFC hype videos as well, like dramatic soap yeah. opera sort of storytelling. Yeah. You know, like yeah, yeah. I've been gone for a long time, but now I'm back and I want to take my crown. Well, you may have been gone for a very long time, but I am the man now. Yeah, that's what it came across like. Yeah. Is that a translation or is that uh, you assuming? No, I'm assuming. All I know is okay, that cool, um, cool. <laughs> um, Eerie'd been gone for a, for a few months at this stage, yeah. so I think this was his. Return. Turn. he's been in the uk and america and stuff because they show some clips from it so yeah, busy boy so basically iri is a big lad with bright green hair during most of his video package ah blanca <laughs> akito seems to be the ace of the company I yeah put, but i wasn't quite sure because the finish of the match doesn't imply that he's the ace no he's i i got the impression start with top guy yeah, it seems like a top guy yeah. from the way they're putting it over in this, at least. So lots of clips of Yuri with a strap and Road Warrior spikes. And I'm like, oh, that's fucking awesome. God, that he didn't come out in them this time. <laughs> it is what it is. So clips from Yuri on tour, as we said, wrestling Chris Hero, Eddie Kingston. Um, you know, really putting over that he's been out there doing stuff and going away. Yeah. Did you watch any of his UK matches while he was over here? Uh, as in recently, yeah. Um, I see, I've seen a PCW outing. I didn't see the stuff because he was in progress as well, wasn't I he? I believe so. Yeah, yeah I, I only saw the stuff. I saw clips of the PCW bits. Okay, because it's been on my agenda, but I haven't actually watched any of it yet. So this is my first match ever seeing him wrestle. Yeah, this this will only be number two. I've heard about him, but I'd say his match here was better than his match recently. Okay, good stuff. So we've got Akito versus Shihiro. Iri, I think that's how you pronounce his name. Yeah. There's an E in there, but I don't think it's you pronounce it, but whatever. Uh, so the commentators keep putting over, like, really regularly on the commentary that this is a special singles match, highlighting that there's, like, a story behind it yeah. and stuff that we don't really understand. But, you know, it's no. kind of cool that they keep putting it over, doing a good job. I think the only thing to note of this, again, from, like, the pre-build promos and everything, is that um, Iri's coming back for the um, for the open weight belt. He's back for the belt. He's been okay. on his tours. He's got his belt. He's got his experience. He's got his belts. Now he's coming back to DDT and he wants Sweet. his prize. Cool, cool, nice. So Iri is out first with loads and loads of streamers. Akito has uh, a reggae kind of, like, dance music <laughs> entrance <laughs> theme bit like M- lmfao you know that yeah like, yeah it's kind of surprising because he comes out and he's just wearing a black hoodie and looks very serious he's even doing the kind of prayer position pose as he comes out yeah it's like c- character didn't match the entrance music did it no it was a little confusing yeah. to me but we'll see maybe he has a more fun loving character usually but he's in serious mode now yeah well i said i think with the special attraction he's maybe turned if Iri's come back then it's a case of right well we need to have a foil for him yeah 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 definitely so he gets in the ring and sits down like punk Alistair Black or whatever, directly in front of Eerie as he stands there and pose as the streamers hit the ring. Really cool visual yeah. here. Really, really enjoyed that. So um, long stare down to start the match, trying to build tension. Uh, Shihiro Iri is a strong, hard boy. <laughs> so and he fucking shows it in this match. Yeah, he can't work anything other than strong style. Really? I don't think so because he's so brutal. I wonder whether he can do like lucha shit. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see more of his stuff. <laughs> Big dude like that. Like, he's not very tall, but he's fucking built. Yeah, know? broad. Rug- little rugby build. Yeah, absolutely, man. So, um, Akito tries to stand and trade with Iri very regularly during this match, but Iri is way too much for him. He just beats the shit out of him. 
gets very strong style, very heavy, kind of te- not technical wrestling at all. It's just beating the crap out of each other. So Akito goes after Iri's arm, trying to get his Lariat arm is what I kind of assumed. Lariato! Exactly. Good little story. Akito hasn't learned his lesson as the match kind of goes on and continues to try and stand and trade with Shihiro Iri, but it doesn't work. Akito spits in Iri's face, showing him his defiance towards the end of the match. Yes. Gets splattered across the ring for his troubles, which was <laughs> fucking brutal. Uh, huge nothing off the top rope by Iri. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. He just kind of jumps on him and goes, <laughs> I like to call it the salmon drop. <laughs> Even huge Lariato by Iri gets the one, two, three, and your winner is Shihiro Iri. Um, that big Lariat is called the Beast Bomber fucking a yeah. it is that is a nail and a half wow beast bomber i love literation yeah. dude so um yeah again really solid match bit predictable to be totally honest once you kind of see it happening i thought we would get an underdog win here but nah it just eerie just takes over and just dominates the whole it's match really. all about setting up the post match though yeah it really was so eerie calls out current champ to the ring konsuke takashita yep i think that's it um who has been Sorry, Mike is just screaming. Having a lovely time. Shouting out Lariato. (laughs) Uh, So Takashita is always pitched as the future of DDT. Okay, so he's been wrestling since I think it was 2012. I read his wiki a few times. And um, he's basically held every belt in the the promotion so far. Other than the King of Dark. Indeed, he hasn't run that one, I don't think. That wasn't listed at least, but (laughs) who knows. Um, So so have you got translations for this with Dino with his sexy salmon jacket again? Yeah, so basically... (laughs) They've the the build up to this. So um, Takashita reminded Iri about a dark match they had at Kurokan Hall together in 2015. Okay. Um, and Takashita had never forgotten about it and will continue to be the champion. That prompts Dino to get in the ring, um, and he gave his opinion on Iri. He basically said he doesn't care if Iri wants to break up DDT or do his own thing. Wow. All that matters is that Iri creates something new and it takes the place. Um, sorry, something new to take the place of DDT and becomes a champion. Whatever it is, or whether it's Takashita or Iri on top, he wants to see it. And then he books the match nice. for the 29th of April. Fucking A, man. So I get the impression that Iri's come back and it's a case of, I'm, I'm not going to do any of this comedy shit. I'm going to basically run for you. I'm going to take your belt. Remember 2015 when I beat the shit out of you. I'm coming for your gold. I mean, that's pretty much summing up this show for me and that there are some comedy elements but it's much more serious than anything ddt i'd ever seen before yeah and i wonder if that's because they're a change again because they know they've got a bit more focus on it they know they've got to cater for a wider audience especially if they want to compete for that number two position so that's what they're going for you know i think that would almost be a shame i want to keep them unique and themselves no i don't think they should be trying to be a new japan or all Japan or Noah, like no. most other companies do this exact style. I think the way, because again, so this show ran, including all the promos and all the introductions, about two and a half hours. Yeah. Start to finish. I think the idea of having two to three comedy matches on a seven match card works perfectly because you've still got your decent wrestling, you've still got your comedy. If you had comedy for seven matches, I think it'd be a case of how much can the other guys do. Yeah, for sure. There's only so many little comedy spots you can have. And then having a progressive storyline throughout throughout the show was quite nice as well yeah i'm talking less just straight comedy and more just really fucking weird i'll maintain its identity (laughs) definitely because that's what make that's what makes people want to watch it if it just became another promotion with the odd bit of comedy then you'd watch tna yeah for sure but it's like 
No offense oh, to TNA. <laughs> no, no, fucking A. Um, well, Comedy. nowadays it's yeah. probably too good to be bad, you know? Yeah, well, the fact is, you know, our boys in there from the 5150, so you know, anything Conan does is good. <laughs> fucking A. <laughs> but he's not coming over LA, so we don't have to go to YPW. <laughs> oh, is he not coming with us? No. Oh, it's a shame. I messaged him and said, Are you coming over the LAX boys? He said, No. Ah. Oh. He actually said the money wasn't good enough. There you go. Well, I suspect not, too fair. <laughs> so, I mean. Let's just take Dino as an example. Yeah. So Dino comes out and does his whole commissioner, owner angle, whatever it is. And I just can't help think the whole time, why is he not trying to grab their dicks? <laughs> like, this is something wrong. Maybe like the pink salmon jacket, it, like, it retains it in, it keeps it all in. As soon as the jacket goes <laughs> off like a flasher, the dick gets hard, it goes up, the jacket goes off, and he goes after cock. But when the jacket's on... <laughs> it's a case of I'm a businessman. Maybe so bad, but like I don't know. I want I want to keep these characters like they should be almost. You know, I wondered whether Dino started to get bored of like ten years of constantly having to do this gimmick. And well, as you said, if he's got a home life and his wife's like, what should you do again? So <laughs> grinded someone's ass, grabbed someone's cock. <laughs> oh, I just want to be taken seriously as a performer. <laughs> <laughs> so. um Dino says something about title match and as we've discussed they then lead on yeah. to this title match and stuff and it's kind of fun um, Dino leaves the ring and we're left with the two commentators at ringside doing their post event talking bits with all these new with all these Japanese sorts of shows and we're done yeah really solid show um, ridiculous for the majority of the show but some big spot crazy stuff throughout stiff as fuck N- much stiff than I expected yeah. it to be even for a Japanese promotion um, simple production but some great video packages and camera work at times Speedball, I think, is fucking amazing. He needs to be utilised more across other promotions and put in a prominent position, I think, it Speedball. De- it depends how he wants to go about it. You know, mm. a, lot, a lot of people seem to be very satisfied, like touring Japan, working for DDT, yeah. making enough money to live off and have a lovely time and stuff, you know. Um, he seems pretty fluid in Japanese as well. Like he cuts a bit of a promo in Japanese. Yeah, I, I, think, I think it's more the fact that someone like Speedball could really benefit other promotions. I think yeah, having I, I think having him present and again his experience of travelling and, and wrestling all over the world, he's the sort of person you want in your locker room. And I think again, probably because he's booked and got so many other things that he doesn't do as much as I'd like to see with him locally in the UK. Yeah. But I think he's he's one of those wrestlers who's going to be the next next to step up to the prominence because obviously as everyone then goes off to NXT UK, they go elsewhere or they go to AEW, they go to ROH. Yeah. If those gaps left, I think Speedball will be the next one of the next crop to go up to that next level. I mean, honestly, if I was Cody in the Bucks at this point, I'd definitely be inquiring. To I would have inqui- available. I would have inquired him over Kip Sabian. Yeah, for sure. Me too. That's, I that's like my, Kip Sabian as well. Yeah. I just I like Kip Sabian's character, but I think is. Mike Bailey is, would have been the better choice. Yeah, absolutely, man. Like I'm astonishingly impressed. I think Erie is very scary. Uh, I'm not sure he's big enough to work for like new japan or something no because if you look at people like shingo who again is a big bloke but he's a lot taller yeah basically iri's like a mini shingo yeah which i think he's very suited to top guy ddt levels yeah you know and i think again if he went to all japan again his style would work there but i think he said top level can you i mean he'd try and beat the shit out of jay white but the, the the height differential between the two it wouldn't tell a great story. Be basically little pitbull against switchblade. Yeah, New Japan, but yeah, it's fine. So yeah, sorry. It's <laughs> okay. It's okay. Yeah, no, I agree, man. Um, again, it's just the comedy from the show is what gets me every time. Like, I I could lose all the strong star stuff. To be totally honest, I'd love more more crazy high spots and more crazy wrestling yeah. segments. But for a first DDT show, 
again, I think this one of those things that if you're new to the product, it's got something. It has got something for everyone. You've got the hardcore element in the ladder match. Yeah. You've got the strong style stuff. You've got the comedy stuff, and you've got the storied, quite serious main event. Yeah. But did you not find yourself tolerating the actual wrestling bits? to get to the bits that you wanted to watch that were funny and ridiculous? Um, I think because I'd gone into it, as you said, like thinking this is going to be a full-on comedy two and a half hours, I was I was expecting a lot more to be sports entertained rather than wrestling entertained. Yeah. Um, I was definitely sports entertained throughout, but <laughs> not as much as I thought it would be. So as you said, I think if, they, if it's just because of this show and they had a bit more of a serious edge on it because of Eerie coming back... Maybe. I mean, I definitely watch more DDT after this. Cool, of a doubt. cool, cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, to the point where I'm almost considering making this a regular thing for myself, like watching yeah. DDT more often. Um, they do have a streaming service. Um, this I, this was recently updated following their takeover. So I think it's become more ex- uh, accessible. What's the name yeah. of the streaming service? I can't remember. Oh, I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, Google Dramatic uh, DDT. You'll find it. Um, yeah, but give it a go sign up for a month give them a little bit of cash you know help them out yeah they're they're fucking worth it i was so thoroughly entertained by this this only took two sittings to watch it and i had to stop because i was fucking exhausted (laughs) that's the only reason i stopped (laughs) i would quite happily watch ddt on the regular yeah this was a really nice watch start to finish there was nothing that was hard going yeah. I'd say it was, it was a nice pitch wrestling show. You didn't need to know the storyline. You know, sometimes in an evening you go, I just want to watch some wrestling, chuck something on. This is the sort of level you'd go on that you can keep a, your attention to it. If you've got other things to do, you've got to check your emails or send off a couple of emails, etc. You could still do that whilst watching a bit of DDT. Yeah, for sure. And you wouldn't miss too much. You wouldn't miss too much of the story. But <laughs> It's I, funny, <laughs> we're old parents. Yeah. Because this is how we consume stuff now. We have to do other shit at the same time. Yeah. We can't just stop and watch anything. I don't think I'd sit there with Harriet and we should go, what's that man doing? <laughs> He's putting a lollipop up someone's bottom. <laughs> <laughs> go on, cornflake this. I know it's difficult, but like... I... <laughs> It's really tricky, isn't it? Because it's yeah. like, you want to give it a higher score, but there's nothing that made me go, this is Kenny Okada levels of wrestling. I'm going you know? a solid three. Okay. I think it was it was fun. It, it was good. I said, it's not the sort of show I'd go back and watch again. Yeah. I think that's the sort of thing. If, if there are matches or shows that I'd go and watch again, that's when I'd give it a high mark because I'd want to go and watch that match again. Yeah. If this was on like on a, an on-demand service and it just followed on after another show, I'd leave it on and watch it. Yeah. But I wouldn't go out of my way to watch this show again, but I would go and watch DDT again. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, when you know the funny stuff's coming, it's going to be less yeah. funny, obviously. So uh, there's not much repeating yeah. levels of watch. So no rewatchability with it or whatever. Like, yeah. It's definitely like, you know, we need new content a lot. So, so that, they've got a lot of shows coming yeah. out. You know? But that's why, that's yeah, solid three cotton flakes for me. Uh, me too. I'm, I'm happy with the three. I'm... I'm tempted to go three and a half but i'm not a douchebag and don't do half marks so there we go so yeah so because if mean, you have half a cornflake in a bowl you've got i've got another cornflake so before. <laughs> yeah fucking a we have to tell people this now for future podcasts like when the ipw it's it's whole numbers yeah oh absolutely well other people can do them it's just no they can't it's funny i like joking about how bad it is <laughs> anyway um I want I'd like 3.21 cornflakes <laughs> fuck if, you one fan dan of viewers <laughs> listeners whatever could recommend more insane DDT shows. I would love to do one yeah, in the definitely. future. This all felt a bit controlled compared to DDT I've seen in the past. Like, as I said, there wasn't the long half an hour narrative, nothing makes fucking sense to me yeah. scenario. We had it a bit with the 10-man the lose ass to leave with the judges in the ring and everything. 
But I think there's been other shows I've seen where it's gone like 10 steps further than that. Yeah. And you, you literally lose control of what's happening. And it's- Do you think a lot of that is down to their top draws like Ibushi and Omega, Omega leaving? And, well, and then they're having to essentially establish new characters to have a bit more of a prominent role in the promotion? That's a big thing, isn't it? Between kind of 2012 and 2015, 16, they were kind of like Kota was signed to both New Japan yeah. and DDT, as we've talked about in the past. And Kenny eventually left to go do the Bullet Club stuff, but then would work New Japan regularly with the Golden Lovers and such. Yeah. So they were both kind of flipping between DDT and New Japan at the time. And obviously, like DDT is the passion project and New Japan is the money almost. Yeah. You'd imagine at least. Um, but when they left, it became a big problem because there was just lots of people in the company that outsiders and casuals didn't really know very much yeah. about. So it's like Dino kind of like held the gate open for everyone the whole time yeah. with his comedy shit. But now it feels like they've gone, whoop, we've got all these new stars. Look yeah. at us. Eerie as well. Meet Speedball, Cabana, Joey Ryan giving them the exposure, you know. I think it's really exciting times for them. Yeah, and hopefully they can continue to build on it because while wrestling is so popular, it would be a shame if these guys got left by the wayside. Yeah, totally. I just had a moment there where I looked down and one of the microphones is muted and I'm so happy it isn't muted on the stream right now. Can you imagine <laughs> if I'd muted the whole fucking thing? Oh my God. Anyway, let's leave it there, I think. Right? Yeah, so good. yeah, check us out on the worldofwrestlingpodcast.com. Worldofwrestlingpodcast.com, not the worldofwrestlingpodcast.com. <laughs> That's got all the links to like iTunes and anywhere you want to subscribe and YouTube and all that sort of stuff. Please subscribe on YouTube if you've enjoyed it. Try and do less pitching at the beginning of the pod. I thought we'd all leave it till the end now. Yeah, when everyone's already turned off. <laughs> yeah, cool. Do you shit. Um, I'm at the Tex Williams on Twitter and Instagram. Um, cool. And you can also find me uh, doing commentary for SCPW Wrestling. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mine's Rich Be Thy Name on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can find the Twitter for the pod on World of Rest Pod. Please send us suggestions for shows and stuff because we've got two options for next week. And um, we've also got the third of the program arc. What? The Hogan Kidman saga. Oh, are we actually going to do that at, at some, some point? At some point, yeah. Okay, not I've, next week. Though. No, I've pinpointed the dates. <laughs> Fucking hell. So we're definitely doing Hogan Kidman. Yeah, we're going for the progressive story of that well-known, like, WWE never went near it. <laughs> There's not been a Rivals DVD. It's up there with Hart and, Hart and, and Michaels. It's, it's, it's up there with Austin and Rock. It's Kidman <laughs> versus Hogan. <laughs> Is it because it's the only small-ish dude that Hogan ever fucking put over in any way, shape, or form that we're doing it? Yeah. It's, it's, uh, and and it's he's wearing jorts and a vest top. It's Millionaire's Club Millionaire's New Blood. Versus New Blood that's, yeah. that's really what we talked about doing. Is like yeah. We want to do a weird time period of professional wrestling storylines. Yeah. We talked about this. Did we talk about it on the pod or was it just No, us? we spoke, spoke about it off pod. Okay, so the idea is that, yes, we love doing these random shows and stuff, but really we love storytelling. Yeah. And we don't get a lot of that from just doing individual shows like kind of spot fest almost you know what i mean so to have six or seven shows maybe maybe even three or four shows yeah we'll look at how many there are out there Uh, remarkably hogan didn't put them over too much or have much interaction i think we're down to three shows (laughs) but that's the fun of it you know what i mean so we'll do those three probably but maybe in a couple of weeks yeah yeah we need time to like plot it out and see what else is actually in the shows see if we've got other looping arcs of storyline do you remember the two other shows i suggested on the twitter thing rinker king and Oh, OWE as well. OWE. Which one do you want to do? Uh, for for contractual basis, let's do Rinker King. <laughs> <laughs> Rinker King next yeah. week. So we're going to do the first ever Rinker King show. It's available on YouTube. So if you want to go and watch it, and so you know what we're talking about and stuff, I can highly recommend it. It's fucking hilarious. I can't recommend Rinker King as little as I'm going to, to absolutely bury this next week. Or we differ on opinions. <laughs> 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 right. Thank you very much for watching. Really appreciate it. I'm going to salute you like to get...
Like the people leaving the ring. Goodbye. (laughs) We'll talk about t-shirts next week. (laughs) (laughs) Outro. Where the fuck's the outro button? There we go.